Hi, it's Mike, and welcome to another edition of the Happiness Project podcast, where we talk about mental illness like it's a normal thing. We are not treating it like it's a monster in a cage. We're treating it like anything else. So for this week, I wanted to tackle a subject that's a little bit strange. It's called toxic positivity. It was something that, to be honest, I'd never really heard of until I heard it in a course I was taking in the spring of 2022. So what is toxic positivity? Well, to sum it up and to let you know why I think it is something you need to be mindful of, I want to share this video that I originally made for the Happiness Project Facebook page in the spring of 2022. And I think this video will best describe what the term is and why we need to avoid it. Here it is. Take a listen. What I wanted to talk to you about today was a term I heard uh, this weekend at a course I was taking. It was a course I took through the Canadian Red Cross for the certification of psychological first aid. So that's something that I did as part of uh, my passion for mental health. And it's something I wanted to do to better be able to respond to, to those in need. So I was taking this course on the weekend for psychological first aid here in Ottawa. And one of the people in the course made mention of a term I had never heard before called, it was called toxic positivity. And when I first heard it, I thought, oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that term in reference to mental illness. And the way she explained it was like this. She said toxic positivity to her was when someone responds to someone in crisis with the, you know, the tired old cliches. Uh, You'll feel better tomorrow. You just need a good night's sleep. You just need to smile. You just need to be happy. You don't want to make people in your family unhappy. You don't want other people to worry about you. Uh, The the list is endless. And something that I have tried to do as a mental health public speaker is discourage people from using these these cliches. They come from a good place. Uh, I'm not discounting the fact that people care and people want to help. But when someone is in the middle of a mental health crisis, the last thing they want to hear is, well, you just need to smile. You just need to think positive thoughts. You just need to do this. You just need to do that. People who are suffering from a mental health crisis know all these things intrinsically. They want to be happy. They want to smile. They want to look on the bright side of life. There's there's nothing they don't want to do. They don't need to hear it. So from that point of view, I understood what she was saying about toxic positivity. And I think what she meant was having an overly positive approach when helping someone can be just as detrimental as other mistaken approaches to mental health. But but being overly positive can be detrimental. So in that case, that's where toxic positivity came in to play for her. Now, 
so on that level, I agreed with it. On another level, I had a problem with it because to me, toxic positivity as a term discounts the fact that people want to help. Some people might not know the best approaches uh, to help you. So they will lean on those tired cliches and expressions, not even knowing that what they're doing might not be helping. So from that point of view, toxic positivity doesn't sit well with me because we do the fact that someone is coming to help you or wants to help you or is trying to help you to me in and of itself is worthy of recognition and praise. So complicated. As you know, our group here in Ottawa, the Happiness Project is comprised of the efforts of three churches. So from a spiritual point of view, we surprisingly, this Red Cross course really did discuss the some spiritual approaches to um, to helping people in mental health crisis. So from a spiritual point of view, I think toxic positivity, once again, can be just as detrimental. And what I mean by that is when someone is suffering from a mental health crisis, and it might be someone in your faith community or someone who shares your spirituality or beliefs, it might not be the best thing to say, well, it's all part of God's plan. God will never give you more than you can handle, or it's it, it was meant to be. All of these you know, all of these, I guess, cliches, spiritual cliches that provide an easy answer. And I, and I think sometimes when people want to help, they don't know what to say. So sometimes they think the best thing to say is the easiest thing to say. And I think in terms of, in terms of our spirituality, um, God doesn't, and this is my opinion, God doesn't want you to suffer. God doesn't purposely inflict suffering on us. I, I, I really, truly have a problem with that belief. And I, I don't, this notion of divine providence or um, some divine plan to, to make you suffer, I don't believe that's, that's not the God I believe. Um, what I do believe is that through prayer, through the actions of others, through uh, meditation, through whatever it is we do as as believers in, in God and believers in Christ, I think God truly gives you the resources you need. But like anything, God knocks on the door and it's up to you to answer the door and it's up to you to open yourself to God, open yourself to Jesus, and they will respond. And it's a two-way street. It's like we always say, God doesn't force you to love him. You need to choose to love him back. And I think in that case, you need to choose to accept what our faith has to offer to help you. But I don't believe in this notion that, well, it, you know, if you're suffering, God meant it to be. So in that, and so I, I think those responses to a mental health crisis fall under toxic positivity as well, even though I, I think the term is troubling or, or troublesome. Uh, it's not a perfect term. So I guess my point in all of this is, and this is the point I've made in my speeches many times, when you're trying to help someone who is going through a mental health crisis, sometimes the best thing to say is nothing at all. You don't need to say anything. You don't need to tell them that it's going to be better tomorrow because you don't know what it's going to be, that it's going to be better tomorrow. And it's sometimes when you say, oh yeah, I know what you mean. This one time I was really sad you don't know what they mean. Uh, and I say, I say this about mental health. It is such an individual condition. It affects all of us differently. 
you can't possibly know what's going on inside someone else's head unless you can somehow get inside your head, their head and you can't. So you, sometimes the best thing to do is to listen and to be there. And that's it. Okay, so there you go. That covers toxic positivity, something that I encountered in the spring of 2022. That video was originally recorded for the Happiness Project Facebook page. It begs the question in my mind, I, I know that I've talked a lot on this podcast about what to avoid or what not to do. So what do you do? Well, I was looking through my notes from that psychological first aid course, and the thing that I, I thought was really helpful was this page, which calls for being a supportive listener. That's the way it was worded in the book, being a supportive listener. Really quickly, what does that mean? Someone comes up to you and says they're suffering from depression, anxiety, they're struggling with their mental health. So what do you do? We've talked about don't, you know, don't be a mechanic. Don't try and diagnose the problem. Don't try and interview them to figure out what's wrong. Um, you know, try avoid being defensive. Don't interrupt them. Don't make excuses. Um, don't assume anything. So these are the things in in the book that we had discussed that you should not do. So what do you do? Well, the way I explain it to people when I give speeches is keep it simple. Be present. What does that mean? When someone's telling you about their troubles, just sit there and listen. Nod your head. If you don't understand, it's okay to say, you know what? I've never been through that before, but it really sounds awful. I'm sorry you're dealing with this. That's great to do right there. You're not solving the problem, but you are acknowledging what they're going through. You're acknowledging that there is physical pain. You're acknowledging that it's real. Uh, be calm. Seems like an obvious thing, but be calm. Be respectful. Just because you don't understand the condition, it doesn't mean you don't. You can't respect that this person is going through something difficult. They call for compassion and empathy, of course. Empathy, walking a mile in someone else's shoe. Have compassion for someone. Again, you don't need to understand what they're going through to be compassionate to them. Um, watch for their tone and inflection of voice. That's something they call for. And this leads to further action. If you sense something that troubles you, well, then it's your call to action. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, also, when you're listening to someone, check your own biases, check your own understanding, okay? You may have gone through the majority of your life with uh, assumptions about mental illness. Well, when you're listening to that person, the chances are some of the things you assumed are wrong. Or some of the things that you, some of the assumptions you made are very different from this other person's perception. So respect the fact that your truth is not my truth. My truth is not someone else's truth. Um, and the final thing that they ask you to do is to try and ensure this person's safety, to let them know it's okay. Now, you'd be very careful here. You're not promising them that you're going to make it better. You're not promising this person that you're going to do something to fix it. But here's what you can do. 
as part of my psychological first aid course, the thing you can do is guide them, encourage them, or let them know about the resources that are available to them in their community. For example, there are distress center hotlines in many cities and towns. Uh, Sometimes it's a situational thing in their life that's causing their depression. There are food banks. There are social service organizations. Some cities have a 311 number. Some provinces here in Canada do as well, where you can call and say, this is what I'm going through, and they will put you in touch with the people that can help you. You can guide them to a faith community sometimes. In, In my faith community, I would hope that they would come to my organization because Uh, The Happiness Project has a website with a full list of resources. So I would say, you know, if you're looking for something, you know, come to the the Happiness Project website. I'll send you the link. And here's some of the resources here in Ottawa that can help you. Um, There's walk-in counseling, and you can guide them to that. Uh, There are workplace counseling services. I know uh, if you are a member of the federal public service, so if you work for the federal government here in Canada, there's a program called e AP employee assistance program which is a completely confidential service where you can call a number they will put you in touch with a counselor and you can get free short-term counseling because you're a member of the public service it's a great service I've made use of it more than once here in Canada I know that this may be the case in other countries as well there's something called the kids help phone where uh, teenagers youth can call and talk to someone their own age or someone a little bit older that will understand what they're going through. Uh, there's the Red Cross. You can you can offer to call family for them or you can offer to call friends for them. Someone that you think can help them. So I know I've given a lot of information there, but what it all boils down to is if you want to actively listen and you want to help someone, you don't need to diagnose the problem or solve the problem. Just be calm, be present. Be respectful. Check your own biases. You don't need to say anything perfect. Sometimes you don't need to say anything at all. And if you want to help them, guide them towards the people that are trained to help them. And in the case, uh, maybe it could be you. Maybe you are one of those trained professionals. But sometimes when you have a personal connection to someone, it can cloud your judgment. So just be, I always tell people, just be there for them or just be. You're not the one that can solve, the chances are you're not the one that can solve their problems. However, you can guide them towards the people that can help them to maybe solve their own problems. That's toxic positivity in a nutshell. And I'm hoping some of what I've just told you gives you a better idea of what I try and advocate for people uh, that want to help someone. I hope this has been... uh, educational. I'm not, I'm not trying to pass myself off as an expert. I'm only telling you what works for me. And in another podcast, I'll tell you about the times where there were people in my life who aren't mental health professionals, but they did exactly what I just said. They were there for me. They didn't judge me. They didn't try and fix my problem. They just acknowledged the fact that I was suffering and they were compassionate and empathetic. And in cases, they encouraged me to seek help and it made a big difference. I thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of the Happiness Project podcast. As always, if you know someone who is in distress or if you are in distress, 
I encourage you to seek the help of professionals in your community. There is a full list of resources for people who are looking for resources in Ontario or in Ottawa. You need to go to our group's website. It's happinessprojectottawa.weebly.com. Happinessprojectottawa.weebly.com. Or if that's too much to remember, just go to Facebook and type in Happiness Project Ottawa in your search and you will find our Facebook page there. You will find the link to our website as well as an email address where you can get in contact with me. Thank you so much once again for joining me. My name is Mike. We will talk to you again. God bless.